On this episode of Locked on Grizzlies, the dynamic duo back on it at a Tuesday episode of the podcast. DeMichael Cole is here with me. We are going to talk about the preseason so far, just some general takeaways for us to discuss. Plus, the NBA GM survey came out last week, and DeMichael and I have not had an opportunity to talk about head coach Desmond Bain, John Morant, the second fastest player in the NBA with the ball in his hands, and where is Memphis ranked in terms of home court advantage? We'll talk about that and more on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On Grizzlies, and if I have a little more pep in my proverbial step, it's because I am back with the wonderful DeMichael Cole, the best one-two punch in daily podcasting out there. If I it do doesn't get any better. Help, it doesn't get any better than Joe Molinax and DeMichael Cole. That's why you're here. That's why you are paying the big free bucks. You'd probably pay millions of Grizzlies bucks in order to listen to and view the wonderful DeMichael Cole and myself talking locked on Grizzlies action. Forgive me, partner. I'm excited. It's been too long. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, I tell you what, uh, we, we got a lot to talk about on today. We're going to circle back to some things like last week was so jam-packed. There are a couple things that, that got kind of, you know, left behind uh, that we can talk about today. So I'm excited to finally get to that because we got a lot to uh, to uncover there on that end. But again, we're another week closer uh, to regular season action. One more preseason game left that we'll cover later this week. Uh, you know, it's just, it's that time of the year, man. I'm, I'm I'm watching these other teams, you know, for the most part this week. Grizzlies don't play, you know, until, what, Friday? So, uh, you know, I, I'm watching, seeing what these other teams are up to, especially those Western Conference contenders. Especially the Western Conference contenders. They are very intriguing, and it's a good mm-hmm. week to get some uh, some – some scouting done and that might be a good topic for a a later episode this week of locked on grizzlies speaking of locked on grizzlies this episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase again today's episode brought to you by game time we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts as proud members of the locked on podcast network your team each and every day check us out on youtube as well as wherever you get your podcasts, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, make us a part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies experience. To Michael, it's been a few days, uh, yep. a couple of Grizzlies preseason games, if I remember correctly, dating back to the end of last week since we've last spoke. What are some of your overall thoughts? You know, it says preseason in review in our show rundown. Yeah. It can be those last couple of games if you'd like. It can be more of a general capacity thought process looking at the team. I talked about in yesterday's show how it was good to see Desmond Bain get his footing a little bit. I think it was four for eight from three down there in Miami. So that was nice to see. You want to see your starters. You want to see people start getting into rhythms and rotational uh, minutes. I think we're close to that, and that that was a major positive for me. Uh, Anything in terms of, you know, the preseason last couple games or overall that really stands out to you as the commercial appeal uh, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer watching this team and getting ready to watch them a heck of a lot more as the season begins. It's just, it's always so many takeaways, but the, when you talk about things that stand out, uh, 
you you hit it on the nail. You you said it yourself uh, when you you uh, said to me on X. You said you think we were just a year early to the Zaire party, and uh, I will say this: maybe we were a year early, but we know that the year that he had last season was anything but conventional. You know, uh, with the knee problems, and at at this point in preseason last year, he was shut down. And, you know, we didn't see him until, I think, December and everything that came in between. And, you know, like he's healthy now. He looks healthy. But more than anything, people people have been asking, so like, what's the difference with Zaire? Like, what what is it? It's just confidence. I don't think it's anything skill-wise. He's, all, he's been able to do a lot of this stuff. Like the pick and roll, we're seeing him do that more now. But he hadn't got the opportunity with the Grizzlies. But skill-wise, he's been able to do all of this. Like, the difference is Zaire himself believes in himself because of what he told us at Media Day, right? Nobody has worked harder than me. And that that gives you that confidence. Once you have that confidence, you believe that you belong. You believe that your talent level, you believe that your work level can get you can you know uh, get you to where you want to be. I think that's where he is. And uh, now it's just to see how everything else shapes up, you know, around that. Uh, that's me basically saying I think right now, um, he's kind of the guy that's that's in the lead in terms of that race for that uh, starting spot. We saw David Roddy get the start, and I'll say this. David Roddy hasn't done anything to lose uh, the opportunity of being a potential starting small forward. He's played solid defense. He's been very efficient on the offensive end in every game that he's played in. But you can kind of see Zaire, when he's on the floor, he just has a more expanded role. There's a little bit more trust in him on the offensive end. Uh, I like what both of those guys are bringing. I think overall, even when Jake LaRavia, uh, we'll we'll see what's to come from him, uh, you know, in this last game. But Jake LaRavia, first two preseason games, boom, 16 points, 15 points. Like, they're getting production from that. We spent so much time talking about how the wings have kind of just been the question mark. You know you're going to have one of the, the better guard groupings in the league when everyone's healthy. But even without Ja, you got to – you can throw Marcus Smart in. According to the NBA poll, this is around two players that are around the top 60 players in the NBA. Uh, not NBA poll, excuse me, the ESPN poll. Let me, let me the get ESPN it right. ESPN poll. I thought we had we, moved on from that part. We, we, we're, we're moved on. I, I just I had to throw that in there real quick. But you're talking about two guys who are top 100 players comfortably and Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain uh, as your starting two guards. Derrick Rose has shown that he can be a solid backup uh, based on what we've seen up to this point. And then you incorporate Luke Kennard as your backup two guard, potentially, or whatever his role may be. But he's a guy that's going to play a lot of the two, uh, regardless of what his role is. Uh, those four guys give you a pretty strong uh, guard group. We, we know about the bigs. They're the, they are very comfortable there, too. It was all about the wings. So far, they're passing the test for me, Joe. I do think that, you know, I – my bold take-all preseason has been that the Grizzlies will be the best team in the NBA – coming out of December 19th, right, when John Morant returns. Mm. People are, you know, listening to podcasts. No call you, no call you at Christmas this year? Yeah, no. I, I think that it has to be later than that. You know, maybe okay. call me at Dr. King Day or something like yeah. that. Uh, give me a ring at King. You know, that's kind of catchy. <laughs> um, I think that when you look at the Grizzlies, there's some stuff that I've read that just yeah. they, they, they're optimistic about even without job. They just think the Grizzlies are going to kill the regular season. And, I'm starting to talk myself into it. I don't know if it's enough to override my Tyus Jones opinion because I think that's a pretty uh, 
you know, the substitute teacher line, that was pretty good. So I feel like I have to yeah, ride yeah. with that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, maybe they're deeper than we thought, you know, maybe I was wrong, which I hate to admit. And they didn't need an OG Ananobia, um, Mikel Bridges. They obviously agreed to an extent, right? Like they probably would have, if the Nets had agreed to that four first round pick trade, Mikel Bridges would be in Memphis right now. And half yeah. the guys we just listed wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that they were right to have a line because while Zaire Williams is not going to be Mikel Bridges, there's no reason he can't be a very good to elite role player in the NBA. And if we subscribe to the belief that Ja and Dez and Jaron are their stars, all they need is those types of guys like a Steven Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about before. All they need is a Luke Kennard who can be a strictly floor spacing three point yeah. marksman. They have their dudes. They have their stars. Zaire Williams just has to be a guy that can defend, create a little bit off the dribble, get to his spots and be enough of an offensive threat to not yeah. overload against Morant and Bain and Jackson Jr. Simple. It looks like he is capable of that, at least as of right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I saw uh, Sean, I got Sean Coleman tweeted out. Uh, well, he posted on X. We got to get used to that. But he posted on X. Based he posted on X. Yeah, he, he posted Zaire's stats up to this point. And a couple people were trying to nitpick at a couple things. I thought they they pointed out that, oh, a seven assist to six turnover uh, ratio isn't great. But guess what? <laughs> when he's on the floor, he's he, he's not going to be – look, you're going to have Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain are more than likely both going to average more than five assists. That's pretty much a given. Steven Adams is probably going to give you at least two. This is possibly that he gives you three in the role uh, that he's in. There, that's 13 assists right there. Derrick Rose, you can probably count four off the bench. That's 17 assists right there. He's basically not going to be a guy who's uh, going to have to be that guy. I mean, just compare it to what you went through with Dylan Brooks last season. You get lower usage. Uh, what looks like so far up to this point will be a, a better, more efficient shooting. You're going to lose something on defense. Dylan Brooks is, is an all-defense player, as we just saw. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you're not asking for too much because at full health, you're going to have Desmond Bat- who Man, that's another takeaway, but we can get into that. We'll get into that later. Desmond Bain, that all-star take, we'll, we'll circle back to it. But I'm telling you, the dude I'm seeing right now that's just coasting out there, he looks like he can he can sneak his way in there. I don't, I don't care who's healthy. But uh, that's a, that's another conversation. Bain looks good. And you talk about the other guys that they have at guard. They're going to have a lot of guys that can play making ball handling and stuff like that. His role is just going to be to not mess things up. And he hasn't done that. Damian Lillard, we talked about this, no longer being in the Western Conference is going to help somebody. Uh, why not Desmond Bain, right? Yeah. Why not Desmond Bain being in that conversation? I think that there is an opportunity there for Mr. Bain if he so chooses to take advantage. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we are going to discuss the NBA GM survey. The rest of the episode, we're going to take a look at that GM survey, talk some specific Memphis takeaways, some things that surprised us, things we liked. That sort of thing. We'll get started on that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? You know what you should be doing, what is in theory good for you, what's right for you. But for whatever reason, you just can't do it. Therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back. So you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. We all have problems. We all have burdens that we carry. Positive coping skills and strategies, how you set boundaries, 
that is something that can empower you to be the best version of yourself, especially for anybody who just endures life on a day-to-day basis. It's not just for folks that have had significant trauma. Everybody could use someone to talk to. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. We're diving into the NBA GM survey next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by the incomparable to Michael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I, of course, of Bluff City Media. Between the two of us, you have come to the right place when it comes to daily Memphis Grizzlies content. This is Locked On Grizzlies, your one-stop shop for all things Grizzlies basketball and the NBA at large. And it's nice to be able to say that on this particular episode, partner, because the NBA GM survey came out last week. You and I have not been able to sit down together and talk about it just yet. Um, the biggest Memphis takeaway for me, and this, for those that don't know, this is a survey of all the NBA GMs. It's anonymously taken. They ask them questions like who's the best player in the NBA, the mm-hmm. best center, the best power forward, you know, all those 40 sorts questions. Of yeah. Right. Yeah. 40 questions. You might even be able to give better uh, detail than myself. Um, but they're asked and they're, they answer anonymously. And for me, at least from a Memphis perspective, the biggest thing that was nice to see is how the Boston Celtics were voted as the number one defense in the NBA. When you look at who's on their roster, yeah, it makes sense. And especially now that they have Drew Holiday in the fold, but the Memphis Grizzlies were voted number two. And I think that it's good to see people that, you know, get paid hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to do this job. They see similar things that you and I see and others see to Michael that if this Grizzlies team is healthy, they're a top five defense in the NBA just kind of showing up to the game on uh, October 25th. Yeah, I, I mean, and a lot of the different, you know, uh, questions kind of led to to that takeaway. For example, I think uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was voted the best rim protector or something like that uh, in the survey. Marcus Smart was voted one of the top uh, guard defenders, one of the top perimeter defenders uh, in the NBA in the same survey. So, uh, clearly, those two guys, it you know, leading the attack it is why GMs are higher on this Grizzlies defense. And then it, Taylor Jenkins as well. Taylor Jenkins was one of the uh, highest voting coaches in terms of which coaches has the best defensive strategies. I think Eric Spolcher, of course, I mean, led the way by a wide margin. If you watch Eric Spolcher coach, you're not surprised there. It makes sense. But, but uh, Taylor, Taylor Jenkins right up there in the top five in that category as well. Uh, the Grizzlies have a lot of respect, I think, uh, from the defensive end. So that doesn't surprise me. But what, what did surprise me, Joe, is my overall takeaway from just the entirety of uh, the, the questions is I still feel like I don't know if it's underrated or people just they rate the Grizzlies accordingly. They just don't think they're proven. Maybe it's that. But uh, a lot of categories is why I thought the Grizzlies would, would get some love. It wasn't wasn't really love to be given out there to the Grizzlies. And, and one that stood out to me in particular, even though there are a few, I mean, we could talk about the Grizzlies not getting a vote for top young cores anymore. Uh, I know you know, Jaron in basketball years is well above, I guess, the typical young core criteria. But I, but isn't the young core age like 25 and under, right? 
That's, that's usually what is agreed to. And yeah. I think Desmond Bain is 25 and, and, and Jared Jared is 24. 24. It's, it's <laughs> Even if you take Bain off, you say, okay, Bain's 25 now. We'll take him off. We're going with 24. John and Jared alone should get you one vote. I mean, uh, I think OKC was the highest voted in, in young cores. Uh, if I'm if I'm not let mistaken. me ask you this, not to cut you off because I do mm-hmm. want your take on this, because we saw it with the ESPN rank thing, the silliness that we talked about last week. Yeah, obviously yeah. this is a little bit more reputable dealing with GMs in particular. For sure. Do you how much of that do you think connects to the Morant issues? Like, do the GMs see him as damaged goods at this point? Mm-hmm. Do they see him as someone that they're, they're not I, confident that he's going to bounce back from this? Yeah, I, I think it, it factors in, but end of the day uh if you tell me john morant plays 60 games this season that that means what wait if he if he's if he's so 55 games if he plays 55 games i think 55 is realistic yeah yeah 55 games misses a couple you know whatever and plays 55 games uh kevin durant lebron james all those guys played around 45 55 games last season and uh Towards the end of the year, I mean, I think LeBron made All NBA and Kevin Durant was in in the conversation. So my point is, even if he doesn't play 75, 80 games, uh, John Morant's impact is still going to be felt uh, if he's on the floor and playing at his typical level. So uh, I, I mean, sure it factors in, but it's twenty five games, not fifty games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I, that's kind of how I look at that, but. From the underrated kind of perspective, one that stood out to me is FedEx Forum, I guess, isn't really a home court advantage. And sure, I, I'll look, I'm critical as much as I am, you know, complimentary of uh, my Memphis, you know, my Memphis natives and the fans here and whatnot. And I do think that they get up for the playoffs, but we've been to other arenas. That do that have gotten louder in the last couple of years. It, it hasn't it hasn't gotten back to those grit and grind playoff years like energy yet i haven't felt it maybe someone else has me personally i haven't felt that yet and the grizzlies still all things considered last two years best home record in the nba uh last season best home record in the nba didn't get a vote in the league amongst the gms for best home court advantage like i i get it you know in terms of yeah they got to the playoffs the last couple of years they had home court advantage and they lost it they lost a home game in every series that they played uh, up to this point. I get that. But at the same time, not one vote. I mean, some of the teams that got votes on there are just good teams that we don't even know how they're you know going to look at, at home yet. So uh, that was a little bit surprising. But it was, it was, it's little things like that that stood out to me. I, I feel like overall the Grizzlies uh, kind of are kind of being buried. And, and we saw I think they were – uh, what sixth on here in Western Conference standings? Like they're they're getting buried a little bit, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. In large part because of what is going on with John Morant, I think that's only logical. I agree with you wholeheartedly on the arena thing. I I do believe that the the thing that was unique about those grit and grind teams, the city just connected so organically mm-hmm. with them. I'll be honest; it feels kind of forced at times with this group. Like mm. people really want this to be that. And I think two things can be true at the same time. I think you could argue that this team is better than the grit and grind Grizzlies ever were. For sure. For I, sure. I think in terms of playing basketball, I watched both teams. I became a fan and a blogger and a podcaster 
I'm doing what I'm doing right now because of the great grit and grind era. Like right, that's right, right. clear about that. This team's clearly better at basketball. Like, that's not even a question in my mind. But mm-hmm. is the connection to the city real? Right. I think there's people that want it to be. I think there's people that love John Morant as a superstar. I think there's yeah. people that love Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. But you 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 experienced it, to Michael. It was just it just happened, right? It wasn't something yeah. that was contrived. It wasn't you know back to the grind hashtag with a grizzly bear uh, on on X. It was you know Tony Allen saying by himself, "It's all heart, grit, grind," and an yeah. entire community yeah. being like. Hell yeah. Like that guy gets it. You know what I mean? And yeah, that, they haven't had that moment yet. And I, I think that it's possible for them, obviously, and maybe it doesn't happen the exact same way, but I, I agree with you that, you know, I'm not, I'm not as mad at the GMs about that. I'm sure I'll get hate mm-hmm. in the comments about that, but you know, I, I, I agree with you. I didn't go to every playoff game when I lived in Memphis for the people that say I don't live in Memphis. What would I know? <laughs> um, you know, I went to games and I experienced that energy, and I also stayed home and watched the games and saw that energy. Mm-hmm. And it's just not there yet. Doesn't mean that it won't be, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't think that it's there quite yet. Marcus Smart could very easily be that catalyst for that. Yeah, he seems like the kind of dude that'll come out and do something that makes Memphis yeah. say, "Oh yeah, let's ride." Yeah, I, I think they'll get there. And and just getting back to, I think you made an excellent point um, when you said, uh, you know, it it feels forced in a little bit way of like we've tried we've seen a lot of people say oh grit grind 2.0 you know uh marcus smart jaren jackson like no this is those this are is, people that were in kindergarten when grit and grind this is a yeah we this is a it. this is a rebranded version of the grizzlies uh i at one point you know i know people don't like this but last season i was saying things like offensively they were giving me lob city vibes you know i, I know we don't you know and we know how the grit and grind era in, in Lob City. We, we know what that was, but I'm just talking about from an identity perspective with Ja catching the alley oop, Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark, uh, all the exciting plays, the jewelry, uh, the, the swagger, blocks. the yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. a it's a it's a completely this team is much flashier than that team. So it's 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 gritting. They have the grit and grind kind of connection, but they are a little bit more flashier in their style of play and they still can get dirty as well uh, with it. So, yeah, we kind of got to like the next gen Grizz, right? That was there there a couple years ago. That was kind of the thing. Like, that's who they are right now. It's a it's a whole new era. And I, I do think, you know, uh, they represent the city. Uh, I, I think, you know, people connect well to Ja as much as probably, you know, any players come through here. Uh, from the standpoint, he's a superstar player that the Grizzlies haven't had. And, I mean, he he's going to get all the love because of that. I think, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., after that season he had, he's going to grow on them more, Desmond Bain, so forth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, at, at the end of the day, I think when we talk about uh, home court, it, it could get better, and it probably will. But as I still – I mean, they couldn't have played any better at home the last two regular seasons, and uh, they didn't get a lot of love for that. What weight that carries, it's a fair question, and <laughs> one that I'm sure we'll talk about as the season yeah. grinds on and forward here in the next couple of weeks. When we get back here on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies, we're going to close up shop talking about questions that surprised us or maybe excited us. I want to talk about future NBA head coach Desmond Bain. That's going to be my focal point next here on Locked on Grizzlies. But first... This episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. 
Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It should be really easy to be able to get and go wherever you want when it comes to entertainment. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. And with zone deals and the game time guarantee, you will always find savings. And most of the time, if not all the time, you will find the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're talking Grizzlies head coach Desmond Bain and much more to close out this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Next, stick around. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by DeMichael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media. Between the two of us, you come to the right place. Locked on Grizzlies. Make it your first stop each and every day for Memphis Grizzlies podcast content. DeMichael, uh, we'll get out of here on this. This NBA survey, you know, we talked about the home court advantage. We talked about, you know, whether or not this was uh, the second best defense in the NBA. Right, right, right. Um, we'll, we'll get out of here on this. The question that kind of surprised you or, you know, was kind of uh, – interesting yeah for me it was which active player will make the best head coach someday uh mike conley former memphis grizzly usually scores pretty high on this if i remember correctly it's usually at least the last few years it's been chris paul one and he's number one again this season mm-hmm. uh and then mike conley two yeah go down the list a little bit and desmond bain received votes from nba gms or at least one vote uh, in terms of being a future NBA head coach. And that really struck me to Michael. Again, you've been around yeah. Des. You interacted with him far more than I have. Uh, do you see that as something that he would be good at in terms of his demeanor, the way that he carries himself? He clearly understands the game of basketball. He has a very personable uh, way of going about things. I think that he would be a pretty solid NBA head coach. Yeah, it's it's an interesting way of uh, looking at it because when you think of who's going to be the best, uh, who would who, which players would make good head coaches, you kind of think of like innovative who be out there who's going to run the best offense. You try to think of like point guards on the floor, right? T.J. McConnell was a guy that was third, I think. Mike Conley was second. Chris Paul was first. All point guards. But when you think about it with Desmond Bain, it's a little bit different. Like I get a. If I was to compare him to a current head coach, uh, he gives me Monty Williams vibes a little bit. And I figured you'd like that one, Joe. But Monty Williams, if you watched him as a head coach, he's he's relatively cool. You know, uh, he has he's the guy, I think, what year? It was when the Suns lost in the bubble. You remember they went on that run in the bubble and they almost got in. And Monty talks to the guys in the locker room. He gives the great speech, and everyone's talking about the speech he gave. Uh, that's the type of coach that Desmond Bain, I could see him being. And his players love him. They his players love, love Monty him. Williams. He's a player's coach. And Chris Paul, 
I don't know if he would be a player's coach. Chris Paul would be the guy. Zero uh, chance. Yeah, he's going to be the guy that's in your face. And, you know, players will love that because he's going to bring the best out of you. But Desmond Bain would be more of the pull you to the side. Like, hey, man. Uh, but at the same time, I, I can see it. Uh, and it's not even the high IQ, all that stuff. Because he, he has that. But what I've seen that would lead me to believe that is he's all about hoops. He's one of the guys that always says, I just want to play ball. I just want to play ball. I just want to play ball. Like, he lives basketball. He's the guy when he retires, I feel like he's going to stay around the game in some type of way. Some guys are going to go to the beach and, you know, kick their feet up and say, you you know how it is when players retire. And others uh, will have to be around the game in some way. He's one of those guys. I don't see him, you know, uh, just leaving the game of basketball alone when he's done. So it makes sense from that perspective. And then he's very constructive with his teammates. Uh, I, I told this story a couple times on Locked on Grizzlies before, but I remember uh, when I was in the locker room one day and I was asking all the Grizzlies players, you know, about Jaron Jackson Jr., right? He, has he reached his potential? You know, he's having a great stretch in, in March where he averaged over 20 points per game in that month. It's like, is, is, do you think he's finally figured it out? And I go to Tyus Jones, great guy, but everyone knows Tyus Jones is a bit of a nicer guy. It's like, yeah, yeah, I think he's figuring it out. And I go up to a couple other guys, they're like, yeah, he's figuring it out. And I go up to Desmond Bain. He's like, nah, not yet. He's getting closer, but no, not yet. Like, he is, he's going to tell you what he really believes. And uh, all those type of uh, characteristics, along with just the calmness, the coolness. I can see it. I can see it, Joe. I like the idea. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Desmond Bain, head coach, maybe future head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies when Taylor Jenkins decides to hang things up eventually, right? Taylor Jenkins is young for the coaching profession yeah. in and of himself. So uh, anything in particular from the GM survey that stood out to you in, in a similar fashion to Michael, like uh, the, the randomness of head coach Desmond Bain? Uh, the other thing we didn't talk about was the most underrated move voted on the, is oh, it was the most underrated yeah. move of the offseason. And mm-hmm. up there at number one, there they got some love. They said Marcus Smart to Memphis. Most underrated move of the offseason. Uh, I thought it was it was definitely a sneaky move that caught us off guard. But uh, the GMs like it, apparently. He is exactly what the team needs. It's not necessarily what they wanted or what I wanted. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he's what the team needs. He's a leader. He is a ball, you know, a ball handler that can create some offense like you talked about all in the lead up to the offseason. Um, you know, you should love Marcus Smart because it, it shows that you're <laughs> – when it comes to being in tune with the roster, maybe you didn't say Marcus Smart explicitly, but a lot of the yeah. things you said described uh, the the uh, the former Boston Celtic, and that's one of the reasons no one saw it coming. It's yeah. weird to say that. Right. Uh, now Memphis Grizzly, Marcus Smart, and hopefully he makes his debut later on this week for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's something that I'm sure we'll talk about throughout the week leading into our Friday edition of the show. Thank you so much for checking us out wherever you are checking out Locked On Grizzlies, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things. Make sure you're checking us out each and every day. And thank you to all those that already do so. Uh, DeMichael, on tomorrow's episode, I, I'm starting to get the itch to maybe do some rotation stuff. I talked about that a yeah. little bit on yesterday's show. You know, maybe your bold mm-hmm. predictions for how the initial rotation will go, who should play with who, maybe some minutes breakdown kind of things. Uh, maybe we get into the weeds a little bit with, with uh, yeah. Grizzlies minutes and who should be on the floor the most and who should not be on the floor at all and everything in between. 
heading into opening night. What say you? Yeah, uh, I, I did listen and and I heard you know what you what your preferable ten is at this point, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, we're we're pretty much close to being on the same page there. And but yeah, there's a way it can it can be you know distributed out. I think uh, we like some of the same guys. But uh, yeah, I, I'm all for it. You know, I love talking rotations. I mean, that's that's yeah. especially with these wings, man. We can it, the other positions it'll be a little bit easier, but the wing rotation is where uh, the Grizzlies will make their money this season. It'll make or break them, probably. And I would say we can even go guards and wings yeah. and bigs. Look at that. Yeah. Three segments. We got Wednesday show all planned out. Make sure you're back with Michael and I tomorrow for another great episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Thank you for being with us right now. Until next time, make sure you're checking out everywhere you can get a podcast, especially on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. This is Lockdown Grizzlies.